Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan. I forgot we were having to do an episode on top of the patron-only content. I'm a little washed out. And Scott. If you're interested in patron-only content, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash polyhedron and Uh, pay some money. I, I, I call that a, like an eight eight point five out of ten. Yeah, shut shut your mouth. Listen, man, we got no, anyway, we, 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 we got to push it any way we can at this point. All right. <laughs> no, we we rambled a bit, and uh, if you want to listen to our ramblings, it's it's, uh, it's like podcasts we like, YouTube channels we like, and occasional shots at Trump. So enjoy. Yeah. So you know, just enjoy that. Imagine it's, you're a guy. <laughs> imagine you're a guy. But uh, yeah, it's a buck, man. It's a buck for about thirty extra minutes. Probably everyone. Um, yeah, actually, we'll go right into it because there's actually a lot of news and some updates I want to do. The biggest thing is we're going to start actually producing a lot more steady Patreon-only content. It's going to come out on the opposite weeks the normal episodes come out. So you'll literally get us every week. If you're on a patron, you'll get us on the RSS feed of Patreon.com. Yeah, I know you're out of podcast stuff to listen to. I know you're out. Yeah, yeah you there's are. not not nine million hours of it's it. All, every, it's it's every not like day. this is the new media outlet that is taking over. Like, welcome to Millennial Radio. Drive time, Millennial Radio. It's Millennial Radio. Oh this my god! I just looked around the. I looked around. The, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get more, and we're gonna be also likely. Um, if you're also a patron, what we're going to do for the main episodes on the RSS feed on Patreon.com, we will also be releasing the episodes a little earlier than normal, so you'll be get a little upfront content as well. Yeah, that oh, way you can shit. That way you can send like pithy messages to each other yeah. across the Twitters or whatnot. Exclusivity. Yeah, you yeah. can like you can like lord something funny. We said, yeah, I'm really, I'm really pipe dreaming here. <laughs> I'm imagine really, this, this little thing. I'm really, listen, man, wishful thinking is wishful thinking, okay? Yeah. You're welcome to it. One day, man. One day. This We are about role-playing games, which is what dreams are made of. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah, if I didn't have a weird disconnect from reality, I wouldn't take to this hobby so well. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about taking a level in Internet Celebrity. Yes. Um, oh shit. We're trying, well, man. Dude, the experience cost on that's pretty high. You got to you got to roll real well on that table. But the bennies. Woo. Mm. People um, will call you gay all the time <laughs> and words that are like that word but way mean. Way worse. <laughs> Any t- the word fake for some reason will fake, start appearing yeah, under fake, your video. Phony. They can, you know, big re- fat phone. You'll be called every racial slur for every race, despite being a white <laughs> yeah, exactly. man. Despite being a white man. Well, I mean, you, you'll you'll have all of those with the hyphen lover. Or oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, mm. uh, that's a classic. Classic. <laughs> and just to cap it all off, you can post a video of yourself kneeling during the na- yeah. the pledge of oh, the, the yeah. national anthem. Yeah. So you can really just get it, ramp in it up, just yeah. just ratchet it up. Anyway, in news, uh, in news, gonna... actually, because you talked about uh, a little bit of a modicum of internet fame um, over the weekend, I was uh, the gracious guest of a- another podcast. <gasps> uh, they are called you the- slut. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just hoeing myself out. 
Yeah, uh, they are called Geek Girls. They are two lovely ladies over in California, and they are mostly a female-centric podcast about all things nerdy stuff. And they the happen. The fuck to... were you doing on there? Uh, they invited me, asshole. <laughs> well, well, Matt, I hope for all of our sakes that at no point did you talk over them. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I was. As oh, gentlemanly I as I could be. Oh, I bet Linda was behind you with a fucking cattle prod. <laughs> just like, just like, shut up, Matt. Uh, no, we had a lovely conversation. I know, um, I know. I, they I they were my, great. Um, we had a great time. back and forth because they had, I had been promoting the show. They saw it and they were like, you do a podcast. This is a really neat idea. They were super fans of the show. They were like, come on, talk to us about your show. Whoa, and that's really? what I got to do. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah. There are people who like this show? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Dude. That's rad. So, awesome. Jen, Amber, if you're listening, hello, hi. Hello. Hey, ladies. How's it um, going? Yeah, they were real cool. They they bring on guests pretty much every other episode from either other podcasts, other media, and they're able to just have a interesting conversation with them about whatever's going on that week. Can we catch? just happened to have a really cool conversation about role-playing because they were like, we think your role-playing uh, our podcast is really interesting. It's unique in what it's trying to do. Whoa. Well, that's nice to hear. Mind Thank you blown, for the compliment, actually. ladies. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, by this time, this episode, you're hearing this episode. That episode should be out. So look up Geek Grills. That's G R I L L S on any of your podcatchers. I was wondering if you had typoed that. Yeah. No, that was that's actually how it's spelled. For anyone who's never been in, in a text chat with Matthew, that's a possibility. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. But uh, speaking of other podcasts, there's one that's just started uh, called The Dark Archive, uh, which is so right up our alley. It's uh, it's uh, done by uh, an associate friend, fellow gamer of ours, uh, who and he is going uh, through the world of darkness in a semi in universe uh, um, kind of historical. It's, it's kind of like a history podcast, but for White Wolf's horror universe. Uh, and it's really good. He's got he's got a couple episodes so far, and he's going. The first arc that he's going through is about Kane, uh, and he's just really doing a good job from that. And I, I suggest you look it up. It's called The Dark Archive. It's very cool, very atmospheric, and you should give it a listen. Light a yeah. candle, turn the lights yeah. down. It's really extre- treat yourself. He's extremely atmospheric. It's extremely thorough. He is doing a wonderful job of narrating this. I'm really interested to see how he handles some of the more compl- complex stories. Because origin stories are one thing, oh, but yeah. like talking about like the seven. Yeah. Or like uh, what the technocracy yeah, is I, I, like. I, I, I'm eventually. looking forward to him going into things that aren't, aren't just vampire uh, because I would love to hear him talk about werewolf shit. That, that would, would be, be cool. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm one of the most fun things that I ever, you know, that I, I liked about World of Darkness was the clan books, actually, oh, which yeah. was really stories in voice of these sorts of these perspectives and stuff. So if that's where he's going with this, I'm, I, I'll eat it up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really well done. We wish him uh, the best of luck there. Also, um, moving right along down the news, another piece of great news for Polyhedron <laughs> is we are officially a partnership with a TA magazine. That's TargetAudienceMagazine.com. Can I just repeat how much I fucking love that name, by the way? like <laughs> You actually you like that name. Target Audience Magazine? That is like... That is a level of self-awareness I can't, I can't not love. So there's a story behind this. I met uh, uh, Mr. Smoot, which is actually his name, uh, 
um, at Dragon Con, and we hit it off, and he really liked the podcast, and that's why we partnered up. So uh, we, we are partners with them, so go over to tamagazine.com. Um, you can see all kinds of cool interviews, local interviews of Atlanta, concert reviews, nice. all, all, all local stuff of Atlanta. Go there. You'll be able to sort of get the get the skinning on whatever's going on, um, as well as will be promoted. The cast will be promoted on there. And he, we had a conversation with him. Oh, I had a conversation with him. Yeah, I'm not and, included in all your fun little conversations, Matthew. Sorry. Just your monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're just there to be funny. Uh, but... He actually was like, I don't like that name. He actually honestly said that. I don't like that name. I'm like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, a fine on, name. I mean, it's on the nose, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, like, I can't hate it for that. Yeah, so head over to the, uh, TAMagazine.com, and it's Target Audience Magazine, and uh, look up all the cool stuff there. We really appreciate his partnership with the show, and we will be continuing going back and forth with that. Awesome. Yep. Rad. What other things do we got? Oh, very quickly, we'll go over uh, to gaming-related stuff. Um, uh, Amp Year 4 uh, has gone Kickstarter. Go over to kickstarter.com, look up Amp Year 4, give them some money. Cool. And you, won't, you, won't, you will not miss it at all. Uh, I just got uh, a new board game that just came out mm. Uh, mm. called Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Oh, you did get it. You I got it? Yes. Yeah, I got it. We're totally oh. going to play it. Trizits. Oh. Yeah. Drizzits! Yeah. Oh, oh man. I, Was it the Drizzit? I haven't really looked at it. I don't know. I, you, bet it's a, I bet it's a filthy drow anyway. It might be. There's. I, I believe there's a, one of the characters is filthy drow. Uh, uh, there's no, also another, East, there's a Boulder's Gate Easter egg in the, the one of the tiles. Yeah, I, I've seen that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's betrayal, It's basically Betrayal of the House of uh, Haunted Hill, uh, but with D&D. Uh, I got it. I looked, I looked very briefly through some of the stuff. Uh, we definitely need to play it. I'm very curious how that model maps to D and D. It sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, okay, I'm, super duper. We will we might. Re- re- audience. We will report back to you of the quality of uh, betrayal. Was it betrayal? Betrayal Baldur- at Baldur's Gate. At Baldur's Gate. I mean, we can just like record ourselves screaming at each other and <laughs> yeah. like be like me. Going, you piece of shit! You piece of shit! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! I knew it was you! You filthy knife! It only worked <laughs> if I had like a top down. Like camera that I can actually look at the tile. So you pieces. can actually see me coming over the table at you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from left to right screen. Yeah, we, I don't we know. We could maybe set something like that. Up. I'm competitive, I'm, y'all. I'm, that's that's harder than you think. I've been considering buying a nice uh, DSLR camera for my own purposes. Uh, but let's talk off screen about yeah. that. Make sure you get the right one. I don't want All you to right, waste your money. Don't worry. We'll put a pin um, on that. And the very last little thing before we get to the main topic is L5R, ha- the role playing game, has gone to beta. Um, you can get all the beta rules out. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes. But basically, it's pretty much almost a full rulebook. Me like nice. me like punch punch. Uh, it's very cool because if you're not familiar, it's not Ooh. as wuja. It's not as wuja as well, you think it is. It's samurai. It's samurai fantasy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, ja- it's more samurai. It's more Japanese yes. style. Uh, it's fiction. It's Rokugan. It's a fictional, basically fictional Japan against a, in a mythical fictional. Japan. I had the Rokugan players handbook for three five. Man, you don't gotta tell me. <laughs> no, you don't, son, because you don't see about four hundred dollars worth of L five R books right down there. Fine. You know nothing. Fine. Guys, guys, Fine. guys, guys, your penises are equivalent. Fair enough. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt that. I believe his. His L5R dick is bigger. <laughs> I think he won. That's why one. I have to have five rings, motherfucker. Oh, five oh, whole yeah. rings. Five whole... Ooh. <laughs> 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 
Uh oh. <laughs> okay, moving right along from that topic. We'll, we'll let you we'll let you simmer on that. <laughs> Fan art is appreciated. <laughs> Get your deviant art, folks. Anyway, oh, so so guys, I have a bit of a problem. What's your problem? And I, I okay, what did, type? Did you forget what we're talking no. about? No. Oh, you. you I'm remember? dead. Oh, that's right. You are dead. Which time? Uh, in ATE, Theo Leggett, my character, the first ever retire- official retirement of ATE happened at the last game. Oh, you fucking permed out? Yeah. You, it, it, quasi. I'll go into a little bit of the story because the main topic for this evening I want to talk about was character death, character retirement, and sort of where you go from there. Basically, I mean, like ending a character, ending a story, ending, you know. Yeah. Making sure you're hitting all the, you on the way out, you're hitting all the right notes. Mm-hmm. Because you can have a good endings and you can have... Bad endings. I mean, it's it's you know you can have endings that are that are good for the story but bad for you personally. Yeah, like there's there's can, a there's some nuance. To you this can topic. be you can have your face just ground into the ground so hard that retirement is like the sweet release of death. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Sad. <laughs> so uh, over the game, um, this was a big war war weekend actually. So a lot of big choices need to be made. Um, and my mm-hmm. character had recently become uh, a mutant. Um, sort of a nanite vampire, to yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, it was just real vampire. gross. It real was gross. Real gross. Real gross. Had fangs and everything. It was great. Yeah, except uh, you're basically eating people's soul instead of their blood. Yeah, that's okay. Soul quotation yeah, well, marks. Okay, we need to give them people the equi- your your mecha soul. Your me- yeah, <clears throat> the science fiction version. Your of science it. soul. Yeah, <laughs> your science soul. By science, oh. it's 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 a really interesting, really powerful, and really gross character path. Yeah, and, and Matthew's character went started was and, started and going down that path because of some events that happened in the previous game. I sort of had a writer on, I had a tag along, a guy named Timpanon. He was also a resurrectionist, and he was basically messing with my head. Well, because you, you diabolized him, I basically diabolized him. We're not going to get into that. Because you were involved in that investigation. He totally deserved it. If that's he, he did totally deserve it. Uh, he did it. deserve it. Motherfucker anyways. withered me to death. I was not pleased. Um, but was anyways, happy. he was he was in my character's head, and we also found out that he was able to affect a measure of control over me, which was not cool. But we still had a job to do by dealing with all these warlords and the war weekend, so we did that. Um, uh, I'll interject a little bit because there's parts of the story that I don't think you even know. Uh, yes, um, that, that is true. I do uh, know that. So I show up to game. Uh, and uh, there are two other characters who are closely tied to Matthew's character, um, and they pull me aside because I showed up to game a little late this time, um, just for reasons, uh, and, and so I got kind of bombarded because I had a very specific skill set that was apparently very much in demand. People want people wanted me to do some things that needed doing, uh, including well, the topic of conversation was Theo's problem, the fact that he... Uh, had some issues, and we were talking about resolving them. We were coming up with a plan, and we couldn't talk about this around him. Um, not because, like, th- this was sort of a, a kind of a metagamey thing, because obviously, how can the storytellers know what's being said around Matthew at the whole t- at all, all time? But it was a choice that was made on all characters' parts to treat it like it was a real thing and buy right. into it. Uh, just because, you know, this thing in his head may be listening. It, it's, may like, it's like we're pretending to be someone else. It's also, like, it's the idea of the GMs could have come up to me at Intel and go, what did they say? Yeah, They, they could, could they, ask they, Matthew, they, and if I, Matthew knows... Then you okay, have my character knows, they know. Exactly. So we, we are coming up with plans to deal with this problem 
because there's a possibility that this problem can become incredibly big and out of hand uh, in a very terrible way. But there's this wonderful back and forth about the timing of it all, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll, I'll let Matthew go into the, the details about that. Yeah. Uh, but I may, I may interject a little that's bit perfectly to, fine. to add in some Unfortunately, spice. Ryan was not there. Um, he doesn't play the game that we play, and that's perfectly fine. So he gets to be sort of the audience surrogate here in this conversation. Yep. <laughs> I um, mean, I know, I know AT, and I know your characters. You know, I just don't play anymore for you know financial and time reasons. It's perfectly fine. Um, and so during the War Weekend, we had some big bads to take care of. One of which of these big bads is my character's personal nemesis from his backstory. Uh, guy named the Bruce, aka Sirius the Rabbit. He basically tried to basically killed me, burned my house and my family and myself to the ground. But because of my character's abilities, he didn't die in the classic Western, like you, you left, left for dead scenario. And so I decided to come into game. The whole reason I became a resurrectionist, my character's body was literally disintegrating. He was dying before his time. Um, and he needed to become a mutant that could live a long time in order to, live long enough to to deal with this guy. So that's why he basically became a vampire. I will point out that there are just numerous mutations he could have gone with to get his failing body, but he went with soul-sucking vampire. Also, because I was from Atlanta, and that's where the soul-sucking vampires are pretty much from. So. He could have been a planter man. I'm just saying. Meta. Plant- Somebody else was doing that, actually. Um, Meta. Yeah. The soul-sucking vampires come from Atlanta. Atlanta is a big, yeah, big LARP, vampire LARP city. Uh, um, there's commentary. Uh, and so... My entire weekend is focused around getting rid of this guy permanently. Uh, I, I go out and buy a gasoline um, container, a fresh one. Uh, I clean it and make sure it's got just water in it. And I basically, through the course of a big battle, field battle with this guy, I drag him out to a place where if I kill him, he will die. He will not digitally upload. He will not get his immortality. And I burn him alive. In oh front of shit! Me. You actually did. You, actually you didn't. You didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't. Okay, like because apparently, like, like that was a big point of contention. Some people didn't want you to do that, but I, you did it anyway. Don't, oh, don't worry. Like we already had. Okay, just from back when when we were still playing. Yeah, I mean, we had. We have ways. There was ways. Yeah. Well, there are ways. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They didn't want me to do it because they didn't. Because when someone dies in the, with the lattice around, it records how they died and who did it and all this oh, other stuff. Yeah. If you go to a place that doesn't have the lattice, nothing oh, gets recorded. Shit. And if you die there, you die permanently. So I was taken to a, pla- a very specific place for a very specific cost. So I could do this without in- no record being there. Uh, it's good to know that the pragmatic outweighed the moral. Um, um, and so I do this. I some got, people just need killing. It's it's uh, the future Old West. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, not going to, because this story is not about the politics of the yeah. situation. This is about the death of the character but in retirement. A, a little bit of extra, because I, I, I think we might be glossing over a very important part. Okay. Um, the, the, the big concern... Uh, by, about why people were wanting to get take care of this problem that you had with tympanic in your head uh, is that the intelligence that we had received was that if you died, yes, there was a significant possibility that this asshole would be coming. That asshole would either partially or in totally be coming back in your body, mm-hmm. uh, and we'd have Tim, Lord tympanic assface running around in a Theo suit, and nobody wanted that. Yeah, Theo uh, is one of the biggest fighters. For his build out, he, he was in, very in hard town. to kill. So the, he was very the, hard to kill. So the quandary was because we were in the middle of a war scenario, 
the quandary was, you know, Theo could die at any time. Um, given his style, yeah. Given totally. his style, Theo could die at any time. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a possibility that fixing him could go wrong. He could die as a result of that. But so the the, the questions that myself... I, I was having these questions not because I was a big, big friend or, or associate of Theo, but because I was one of the people who could do something about it. Um, so the big question was... When do we try and fix him? Do we try and fix him now when we have the time, knowing that this might go wrong and he might be going away as a result of us trying to fix him before he gets his revenge? Or do we wait until he gets his revenge and then try and fix him with the knowledge that he could die as a result of however many battles are between now and then? Right. That was the quandary that we were going through, and that was what was going back and forth. And my character being fairly pragmatic about this thing was all like, um, we should do this now. And the Care Bears were, well, Care Bears. And, and, and I, again, I had no real voice in this because I specifically said, do not tell me anything you are planning. Because that maybe they roll up on me and they jack me up with half the town mm-hmm. because they don't want me to know or have any way of defending Basically myself. Basically get him get him unconscious and start doing weird gonzo science on yeah. him. So the fight happens. I get the guy. I burn him alive. It's a very dramatic situation. And you, get then, your, you get your revenge. I get my revenge um, in classic Western style. And then for about five minutes, I'm sitting on the ground. Because remember, this is a buffer larp. And I do not condone what my character is about to do to, for anyone. But he basically have the nerf gun to my head for about solid two three minutes wondering if the character's going to shoot himself in the head because he just wants to end it because he got his revenge and didn't really need to and you, you were doing this in the place where if you die you die yeah die i die Woo! nice um i decided not to do it um because of of some some my, my character ultimately was like if i die here i don't know if tympanic will physically take over my body pick the body up and walk away I have no idea about this, and I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I leave to go back. Unfortunately, the the fight that I just left to go do this is still raging. And, and this, this was, was one hell of a fight. <clears throat> this was the most brutal, physically brutal fight. It was to to put some 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 theater of the mind uh, scenarios. We were out in a field, and they had set up a a they were they had a system of uh, smoke uh, smoke flares going so the the it started off with like flares going off and whatnot as the battle went on just we were surrounded by smoke you could not see like five feet in front of you shapes were moving around it was the literal fog it was the fog of war you couldn't tell friend from foe you you were hearing like you know people shouting and and calling taglines um and there was uh there was the smell of cordite in the air um, just really atmospheric, very crazy. There were also some mechanical effects in place that, that had kind of induced a sort of berserker, a semi-berserker rage in both sides of the conflict. Right. So there was some crazy shit going down. People were dropping left and right in really cool dramatic scenarios. And in walks Theo. Theo, ready to kick ass, but I am completely tapped from using everything I had to get this guy where I needed him to get my revenge. Unfortunately, some of his his dogs, his rabid dogs, were still in play, and basically the town was almost completely jacked. I fought as best I could, but I get jacked. To the point that I die. 
I'm killed. And in this before, system, before we're ever able to do anything about his problem. Yeah, so I still have that problem. I'm waiting there for five minutes of all my ability to last, like survive almost insurmountable odds. I succumb to death, and I'm, there's nothing to stop it. Nobody can get to me in time. And I upload, because I'm not in the place where I would permanently die, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, Theo hasn't actually died that often, really. So I go to Monster Town, just like everyone else who died, they go to Monster Town. However... Dylan, uh, one of the uh, STs, is like, okay, everyone that died, go this way. Matthew, go this way. Which means, shit. And he basically leads me into a little cabin in complete pitch black darkness, and I basically have a conversation with Tepanic. Before I get there, before I get into that, Dylan was like, okay, so you're in this situation, you probably going to have to deal with Tepanic and all that stuff. We can deal with it. However, you may choose to retire your character if you wish. Um, but if you, I will say this: if you do so, Tempanic will absolutely be no more. You will not be able to take over your body. You will be gone from the storyline. You will 100% get rid of this big bad on the table. So that is something that's weighing on me. So before we go into the little cabin in the darkness, I have to talk. I need to take some time because. Mm-hmm. There's Matthew has some mechanical aspirations that I want to do in the game. My CP and all that do not demand that I retire the character, which is one of the policies that they have is after a certain, uh, after I get enough XP, essentially it's time to move the character on and bring in a new one. Mechanically, I want to do a few things still. I'm not at the peak of my power, Mm -hmm. but story wise, there's a lot of emphasis to go. It's time to close it out. Leaf on the wind. Yes, time to time to be the Shane moment and and walk right into the sunset. I mean, you had just gotten your revenge. There's a possibility. It was a good story beat to do. Yeah, that. The, the, there was a possibility that continuing on could put people you care about in danger. Danger because the the fixing of the Tim Panic was going to be a long term project. We'd already put a lot of time and energy into trying to deal with Tim Panic beforehand, I mean, and this had just become was, another problem. He was a problem when I was still playing yep. the game a while back. Yeah, so. and so it was a situation where I actually had to take some time out of play, and Dylan was Dylan was really cool. He was like, take as much time as you need. And I talked to some people out of play that, were my friend, that are my friends, um, and we went back and forth about the story. And eventually I made my decision when I went in there, and I told Tim Panic in the darkness... Um, because he needed me to get out of this little black box, digital mm-hmm. immortality box. Uh, he needed my help. He couldn't get out by himself. Mm-hmm. And I said, get comfortable. As <laughs> I basically didn't open the door with him. And so he 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 went from reasonable to unreasonable very quickly. Very quickly. Until basically he got narrated off that eventually his voice fades. Uh, eventually a voice of another persona that was building in the character was fading. I won't go into too much detail. It's not that important. Um, but that faded as well. And eventually he was left in darkness until he sort of started fading. And at that last sort of moment, he was able to hold his wife and child one last time before they all dispersed into digital, pure obl- digital oblivion. Basically their code dispersed so completely and utterly that they basically ceased to exist. Rest. Arrest. Because digital immortality can only go so far it, when it, things are that fucked up and weird. Yeah, yep. that, that was that was specifically where I was because the, the last was like, we do not recognize you as a singular thing. There are multiple things going on that are potentially dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we're putting you away. Mm-hmm. So Theo had to 
in the end, I had to rationalize out how am I killing my character? Am I allowing my character to die? And uh, it's one of the it stuck with me. Let's just say. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I that's, mean that's rough. Retiring it's- a character is a very very difficult experience it's especially especially, especially it's, when it's not planned like it's not uh, yeah it, i mean even when it is planned it's hard oh, but yeah. but i i uh feel like the hard and i mean i've got a oh boy do i have one coming that's gonna that's probably gonna we're probably gonna talk about that one too it'll probably weigh on me a little bit but like the my retirement as my first larp character it was it was a very well choreographed and planned thing but man i did, was not ready for how i felt afterwards yeah Oh. But uh, to, to to cap off, um, after you had made that choice, mm-hmm. and uh, you would uh, you had you had recorded uh, a message, yeah, uh, that got played uh, over one of the other characters' phones because HE is a game where your cell phone can be used as a cell phone in all the various ways that it it uh, it, it can be used because it's a technology rich environment. Uh, so we got to hear a voicemail from Theo, which is very emotional. Uh, you do not need to re-record it. it okay. Is per- it was basically perfect. Um, and it was a very interesting thing because, like, he wasn't the only one who was going through some shit. There was another character who has died a lot. Yeah. Who is reaping the consequences of having died a lot. Um, who basically had to give up half their memory uh, in order to come back. So we get hit with that. Then we get hit with he- Theo. And probably, like, the, the best... Awesome, most awesome capstone cherry on top uh, is that uh, a friend of ours uh, who was playing one of the characters I was speaking about earlier that was very close to Theo uh, wasn't around to hear that message. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she got it sent to her. Uh, but because we were out in the middle of the goddamn woods, signal was a thing. It, 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 it came, it, it didn't come, come immediately or, or timely. But for some reason... At 6 a.m., when she is, like, in the middle of her, her, she's, she's sleeping, she has her phone under her pillow, the file receives and starts playing, and it wakes her up. She's, she wakes up Jesus to hearing Christ. Matthew as Theo saying goodbye for the last time. Right. You cannot. Yeah. You can't plan that. You cannot plan these moments out. It is what role playing in its essence it's, is all about. That's why we LARP. <laughs> like, that's exactly, why we LARP. That is exactly why we shit. LARP. That is why, why you, we, you role play Could, moments like that that you cannot plan, that you cannot foresee, and the whole thing was unplanned. The whole, no, the whole, the whole retirement. And that's what. That's the most unique thing about it is all the other times I've retired. It's because planned. I chose to do it. It was mm-hmm. time to do it. Even if it was under the CP, CP cap or not, it was, I want, it's time for my character to go away. This was the first one where an option was presented before me, and I really had to think what I wanted to do with the character and what Matthew wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, was I am, because part of what I said earlier, and actually has a little more weight now that I think about it, I was starting to change the character's personality because Matthew wanted to stop playing a, a very gruff, old veteran of a guy. It wears on you. It wears on you being so serious and grumpy all the time. Why it cannot be fucking can, killed me. Cannot be fun for a while. The fir- my first fractured character nearly fucking killed me. Like, not, not just because of his very, very, very serious demeanor. Uh, because he was a more of a prime, you know, he's more of a primal character mm-hmm. in terms of like, no, he's more of a alpha of a pack yeah. which he was very animalistic and responsibility had, yeah he held all responsibility on his shoulders and he thought of it that way and 
I found myself. It's like, uh, did my did, am I paying forty five dollars to like feel shitty all to weekend? Be a dad. <laughs> to be someone's dad all weekend? I mean, I fuck this. So <laughs> eventually, it wore down on me, and I retired the character way early. I was the first character to ever retire in that game. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm out, play I'm something at, else. Audi five thousand. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it was a really good story beat, like. Um, Theo specifically. Yeah. It, it was just, it was a perfect story moment. Um, and, and it was one of those things like, like once again, coming from the outside of the story, of the story, um, a lot of our villains have been resurrectionists. Yes. Uh, the, the, the queen of Atlanta, Chimpanic, uh, another character called Vermont, um, are not necessarily villains, but problems. Uh, and yeah, at the very least obstacles, obstacles, just thing, things that are a pain in the ass to deal with at the very least. Very powerful mutants, man. Very, very powerful. Well, resurrectionists specifically, specifically though. resurrectionists. And that was one of the things that my character, uh, who doesn't feel human emotions very easily, um, is not a mutant, by the way, just, uh, he is on the spectrum. He's, he's techno autistic. <laughs> um, uh, he was just basically like saying like, eventually he was going to become something like these motherfuckers. And I don't know. This just seems better. I actually, the plot of how to cure myself of Tempanic was actually leading me very strongly down that path. And the investigation let out that I would have to create a persona bigger and greater than Tempanic's in order to weed him out because of the nanite nature of the lattice and how resurrectionists work. The idea is symbolism and sort of theatrics have a Archi- actual palpable magic yeah. archetype. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic. Yeah, yeah. Nanites are magic. Yeah. <laughs> Just like friendship. Um, uh, friendship is nanites. Friendship All right. By the transit. You have property. a billion, billion friends inside of you right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and so as well that, as a skeleton. That was the, <gasps> that was the persona gaining steam in the back of his mind that was not going to be human anymore and so theo basically made the decision i'd rather go out like a like the die man a, i am die a man, yeah. die a man than b- become the monster yeah and that's ultimately sort of the thing that sort of clinched it for mm-hmm. me in my head i'm yeah i'm of a, a my opinions on retirement are oh <laughs> my i guess i can sum it up in only when it's right, like, is really mm-hmm. yeah. with a question mm-hmm. mark at the end of that, actually. It's like, no, there's, like, a billion wrong times. I also don't believe in, uh, I actually don't generally believe in permadeath for, in, in LARP scenarios due to dying a bunch, unless you're just, you know, asking for it. Yeah. Like, stupid level. But, like, I just, I don't think ignobly losing a character very suddenly, I, I hate it. I just fucking hate it. It's, yeah, no, it's chump, chump death is... It's not cool. Thankfully, LAR- the LARPs we all take part in are pretty much evolved beyond that at this point. I have not more seen- more times than not. No, I they're- have never seen a ch- I haven't seen a chump death in like four years. Yeah, and we we'll have a bigger conversation about that because I know me and Ryan have have sort of skirted around that we need to talk about like gritty games versus like epic games and stuff like that. I'm a dunk on you, and that's <laughs> kind of. Um, That'll be another episode. Yeah. Um, um, in which I'll be referee. <laughs> I'm a dirty referee. I take bribes. Yeah, ding, um, ding. Noted. <laughs> hey, hey, Scott, I heard you like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but back to, back to like character death and retirement. So let's, let's kind of, we got a little bit of time, so let's talk about sure. the meat of that. Obviously, you're playing a character for a while, and there was just a moment where things either... A, 
by story reasons or by happenstance, they collide in order to make a good moment of saying this character, it's time for the character to go away. I mean, this this applies not just to characters, but to campaigns and games as a whole. Mm. Good stories end. I mean, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think good stories end. Um, and there comes a point of diminishing returns in any story, which is really role playings are all about story, uh, and either especially personal stories where. You've reached a point where you've done a lot with the character, you've said a lot with the character, um, and you kind of reach that point where you could keep doing this, or you can bring it to a conclusion that really rounds the character out and and says something definitive about it. Um, and I, I think that if you just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing, especially in a LARP scenario, you cheapen it. You reach a point where you are not, you are not what you set out to be. You yep. are, you are a, you are a feature. You're, you become a part of the landscape and that's not a character. Or you hit, hit a jumping the shark moment where yeah. things go, you almost become a parody of yourself and the story itself. I, I can agree and disagree there. There are I that is what you said right there, mm-hmm. that is one hundred percent based on the character and the person playing them. Because some people can do it responsibly. Murphy just reset the inspector back to thirty points and yeah. is going to go through it all again. That like the whole shebang, except she's gonna build herself how she feels like it and do whatever the fuck she wants because she spent a lot of time not doing what she wanted the first time around. Mm-hmm. So And that almost feels like she was um that that but to that note, she's doing that. She wants to continue the story, but more like she wants to now tell the story in her way rather than some. She was unsatisfied with how right. it could well, have she, concluded. Well, she was unsat- like she she well she had a very big arc as that character from turning from a very pretty bad guy to a relatively pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. And there are certain elements of her story now that are just now coming up. That's her personal shit. Right, and she would have had to walk while her personal thing just got started basically due to the arbitrary number that was set which seems like utterly ridiculous so she took the way out that most power gamers would not Mm -hmm. be ready to do it's like no i'm gonna shear off five years of experience points keep some of my shit but other than that i'm fresh baby but i got all my memories i mean that's that is certainly one way to do it and I, i i will will concede that point um but yeah, I, I just I think that that the power of a good ending is it can't be denied. No, uh, that, like, you're you're right there though. Like when it's big, it's good. When it's big, when it's a pro- I mean, even when it's it can it can be small and good. Like it can it there it, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a, a something quiet and personal and that doesn't necessarily have a big epic effect on the world but the most recent my most recent retirement as the character seraphim my healer uh, character was one of those where it was very private mm-hmm. and very very contained but and it didn't like have any earth-shattering repercussions but like the scene in of itself was mm-hmm. myself murphy's character and a really an evil wizard with a giant white sword <laughs> in a very small room scuffling mm-hmm. and her being John Wick and shooting that motherfucker in the throat. <laughs> nice. And I Ke- think I was there for that. No, you were not. Oh, no, no I wasn't. You told me was about there that. For that. No one was there for that but the three of us and only the three of us. Uh, you told me in great detail later. That's why. I yeah, it was, it was it was quite a thing. And like that didn't like shatter the world. Worlds were not 
like lost and the grand metaphysics were unchanged but man oh man like you don't forget that kind of thing yeah and, and in some respects theo was a little bit like that i think it was a little bit bigger than just being a personal story because it obviously had impact on others um but mostly due to the fact of of his relationship with other people mm-hmm. not necessarily with the connection to the greater world as your itself. dealer i am very disappointed that you killed yourself ah. Well, Theo, Theo dying doesn't have as big of an impact as Theo becoming a nano monster. Yeah, it, it's true. Had. That would have felt like I would have had to help at some <laughs> point or do something. I yeah, the, the town, there was a very real, because of other political things that were going on, there was a very real concern that Theo, and this led me to the retirement, was Theo was going to become an issue that the town would have to physically deal with because his mentality was very was was old western mm-hmm. vigilante type outlaw justice whereas the town is trying to organize and become a government and trying to be you know civilized we were deadwood in that shit yeah and they, they were, were trying like, to deadwood they were trying to deadwood when last i left as well we're, we're working on deadwood man i was gonna be a problem too so don't even yeah. so, so don't it was, even sweat it's it, the idea of there was this conflict of the old west for the new west now idea. there was a a very direct consequence of theo dying um which was we were in the middle of a war day and we just lost one of our biggest fighters. And we had one big fight and left. And we had one we had we actually had to cut two big fights left, but one big fight left that night. Um and it was a com- there was a combination of factors. Theo just died. Um like some of our other big fighters weren't there for various reasons, for out of play reasons. Um one of our, our biggest healers uh had a medical issue and, and wasn't gonna be there for the fight. Um and that led to a lot of really intense role play where we were all like, we were, we were, our morale had been crushed because we had this one, two punch of this one character making this huge sacrifice to keep going. And this other character choosing to throw in the towel for really epic, tragic reasons. Um, and the fact that we had this very big, very dire, very weird fight ahead of us. And it led a lot of us to be, to, to. Zetsable. Yeah, yeah, it led a lot of us to be like, "Fuck, we can't do this. We've got to find another out." We, we had we tried to find an out out for the scenario. It yeah. ended up causing a lot of problems. We eventually got our got our heads right and got got in it to win it. But it led to a lot of real self doubt, like self doubt, and like wondering whether we can do this. And it was, it was for me personally, I was caught I was caught in the in the meta gaming moment of I trust the staff. I trust that they're not going to throw us into an impossible fuckhole. But at the same time, all of these in-play things have happened and are happening. You must react as if yeah, you're, I, I you're, want, you have to be your character. I have to be my character. Uh, and, and they did mention at opening ceremonies that the idea is the way this war day was typically set is that we're really not pulling the punches on these. You guys need to be smart and capable about mm-hmm. what you're doing. You need to pull all your resources because the first big fight that we got into we got trounced hard. We eventually actually did win, but that was because due to miscommunication based on what was going on. But it looked like we lost, and we we kind of took some lumps. Well, a lot with of people, it. a lot of people died on that fight. Yeah, that was almost almost the entire town just got wiped. Man, war days, dude. Yeah, I, you know, if I never like, I've had enough of war days at this point. Like we had one earlier this year in FOD, and like you know, I had my 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 you know my big dick moment of like mm-hmm. fight killing eight guys on the way to killing that one big guy. Nice. But boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, were there some casualties that day. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and you know, the, 15 people. 
went, went down Ooh, like and why. had to get rezzed. And, and it was a, that's a thing. That was basically the entire town. Like me, Theo, and his posse were the only ones who actually kind of survived, and everyone else I survived. You survived. Well, the, yeah, because 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 my character gang hits a certain point of all like I don't care about this. Like this, this, this is not worth this is not worth me dying. I have bigger plans. But the um, point I want to oh, make what Scott said is. When a retirement happens, there should definitely be consequences. Mm-hmm. Needs to be roll logical consequences off that. One was an unforeseen consequence was one of their biggest fighters left, and they're about to go into a very harrowing fight, so, and we have to adjust our situation. Well, let's talk about let's talk about this from the perspective of a storyteller. Now. Sure, oh, yeah, because I think we have talked far more enough about our dudes than we need to. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to talk about how. At our core, we are still a thing about RPGs and yeah. and, and the and the, the headiness of it. So, as a storyteller, you have to really, really, really be careful with these things. Retirements are in many ways sacred, at least amongst our people. They are. Yeah. There are GMs out there still. There are storytellers out there still who are like, "LOL, you died. Fuck you." Like mm-hmm. it's still a thing. That's a thing. You probably which, shouldn't play with those people, and you shouldn't deal with those people. <laughs> so retirements, in my mind, are they're kind of the sacred cow. They must be constructed well, and if they happen when you don't expect them, the impact should be mm-hmm. huge. Like even if like it's your job as a storyteller to turn a chump death into something great. Yeah. Like, yes. if, if and, this and, happens and, to you. And even if you're going in with the best of intentions, you can still mess it up. Yeah, you can, you can make You it. can still make the wrong call. Yep. Um, if, you gre- if you read the character just wrong, just a little too off yeah. from what the player kind it, of views the situation to be. It, it's just, that happens sometimes. And, you know, that's humanity. That's being a human being. You yeah. can't read people's minds, um, you know? But also, I mean, and, it, and it's more than just, like, that game or that event or whatnot. It, there's... Respecting the retirement and respecting the the impact of the sacrifice and the loss goes beyond that one specific event. Well, um, yeah, especially if it's one that had was designed to have impact and consequences. Um, you have to, whenever you're interacting with that aspect of the plot that has been changed or affected by that retirement, you have to keep it in mind. You have to keep that character in mind. You have to be respectful of it. Um, because if you'll lose a play, you'll lose a player if you fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. Enough. You'll lose you'll lose a player, and you'll 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 tar- you'll tarnish your own reputation and your own tr- and your players trust in you, uh, because retirement has a big impact on characters and people and the players that play them. Um, I actually don't know in like. So my tabletop experience, despite like it being pretty wide, has actually only been with an unlimited community. I actually don't know how much like quote unquote retirement occurs in a tabletop setting. Well, I guess for the for the typical table, let's just say D and D, most people are making their characters at all at the same time, mm-hmm. and they're going to probably end the story all at the same time. Yeah, so it, the retirement of one is kind of the retirement of. Everyone, the retirement yeah, story itself. The, reti- the retirement, I guess the retirement we're talking about, so I guess we should have probably said this up top. It's like, the retirement we're really referring to is when you're thrust into a situation with 30 other people yeah, and it, it, you go through your own story and your own arc. Now, it can still work that maybe in the right, in your in your tabletop, that your character's story has met a good, it, it, it's a good opportunity or an opportunity presented to you going, if you 
lose your character, X and Y will happen. And you, the player, have to go. And there's also the vagaries of, of uh, the terrible outside real life. Yeah. Uh, where you have where a character has to stop playing the player has to stop playing the game, but the but if the I ca- mean, if the campaign is continuing, in all fairness, yeah, Matt Matt's long running Exalted game had basically had a couple of retirements in it, it did. because yeah, it, kind it, of it, yeah, ran, and I came in at like tail end yeah. way tail end of it and ran we, me and Murph ran to the end, but yeah, we met we ran into some people who used to be PCs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in in the idea that. The, I thinking about retirements and making sure that the death of a character or the removing of the character as a protagonist. I think that's actually a very clear mm-hmm. way to say it. when you're removing the character from center stage, you need to handle that with a measure of of, of grace and gravitas so that the legacy of that character can be maintained on some level. And I mean, like with everything, the uh, your your number one tool is communication. Yes, is making sure that you are in a dialogue with the player. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the scenario, um, I mean, there, there's an aspect of holding some cards close to the chest so that there can be an element of surprise and and uh, I, I, excitement. I, excitement. I know for one, I would not want to submit a retirement and say, "Here's exactly what I want to happen." Um, I I have at this juncture though. Sometimes they are big, and sometimes yeah. they are small. At this juncture, I've gone through every which kind you can get, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm good for like a ninety percent, like 90% what, what I put on want. the table. Yeah. Like surprise me and how it actually goes down. Throw some, yeah. throw some chinks in the plan. Whatever you got to do. But at the end of the day, like I gotta go, and I really am not about to. I if I feel disappointed after this five year arc, I don't know if I can keep doing this. So yeah. yeah. So I want to point out, because we are running a little bit into time, but we can talk for a little while longer that I want to point out because um, serendipity is an amazing thing. So Critical Role just finished up. And I'm not going to go into a lot of spoilers or details, so I want everyone to go look up a YouTube video called The Climax of Critical Role Season 1 and quote-unquote Mistakes, RTG number 49. This is on Matthew Colville's YouTube channel. Look it up. If you're a Critical Role fan, you probably are aware of the situation. If not, look it up. Because he does a great way of succinctly telling you the end of this story. And essentially, it has... We'll put a link in the We'll put a link. It has a lot of bearing on what we're talking about. Because this is the end of Critical Role. And a character makes one subtle, but very important decision that has a tremendous impact on his character and another person's character. And the overarching story. And the over, yeah, it, it um, it's a it is a the video that is being analyzed and whatnot takes like maybe thirty seconds worth of time, but the consequences and the the implications involved that this guy breaks down and analyzes really heart wrenching and really impactful. It's a good it, if you've never watched Critical Role, which I've never gotten into Critical Role. It's role, a very deep thing, just because they're so. God damn much of it. Um, but this as a standalone, like here is why we role play here. Here is the, those moments that can only come about as a result of the interactive and unplanned. The organic nature. play. Yeah. It, it's really good. And, and, it, it and had, obviously, I mean, I think that's the kind of stuff that happens after like, there's also a lot of weight and momentum behind mm-hmm, some characters, yeah. some characters. Like that's the kind of stuff that like, yeah, when you're this big and this bad and you've been at it this long, little stuff can ripple real big. And it's one of those ones. It's actually, it. it's one of those ones where, and, and, 
the rules of D&D play a very big part yes. in this, uh, in this um, moment. Uh, and it's one of those ones where a lot of the times the rules can, in my opinion, can be put to the wayside for the sake of story, but sometimes the limitations that the rules put on you and the boundaries that the rules put on you can provide the most succulent drama and, 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 and emotional character moments. And I totally agree with that. And I think this kind of a good place to end it for this we uh, for this two weeks, as it were, because we are twice monthly. Well, man, if um, but you know, I mean, like though, if you want to like give money or something, you might be able to hear us next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give know. us money. Give us some money. Yeah, if you want to become a patron, go like to Patreon.com/slash Polyhedron. Can we hold a dollar? Can we? Man, give us a dollar. You won't even miss it, and it'll mean, us the, mean the world to us, I promise. Because I don't know about you, but I don't think I could stand listening to us talk about Blue Apron uh, and the, the fun, <laughs> fresh, fun, fresh meals. Though, the, the Blue Apron, if you, if, hey, you, or actually, no, you need to be quiet. They need to give us money first, and then that's we true. can talk about yeah, Blue right, Apron. Right. Uh, sorry, no. Uh, Blue we shouldn't a- be mentioning Blue uh, Apron yeah, anymore. I've never, I've never had Blue Apron, and I've never eaten any of their food, and MeUndies are trash uh, until I'm paid to say otherwise. Also, uh, yeah, also, I think Bombshell.com's a really stupid idea. Personal stylists are dumb. I don't know. What what are clothes? <laughs> <laughs> say you're a guy. Um, yeah, we'd, so. love, we'd, love, we'd love to be able to do more with the show, and the only way we're going to do more with the show is if we get money and feedback from... Our audience. And eventually we will get to the size where we may be able to, you know, allow ourselves to take on those horrifying ads. But I really don't want to be a show for Squarespace, so please, please. <laughs> Though, Squarespace, I do use your website. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, Squarespace, but I don't want a show for you. <laughs> <laughs> your, um, your but I'll do it if I had no. <laughs> uh, if you have feedback for us, if you want to give us topics, you want to be a part of the conversation, we are at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we are also on Twitter at PolyhedronCast. I personally am on Twitter as at Bioimportance. I am at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S. And I am at Divis Molkav. Um, I believe that is all. Oh, uh, wherever you're getting this from, uh, go ahead and give us five-star reviews. iTunes, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Give us reviews. It gives us visibility and lets people know that the show is out there. Um, and I want to grow the show because I think we got some good stuff going on. We've got the pepper. Yeah. Should we eat hot peppers? That's a we could oh, do that. Oh man, oh man. I don't know. I would probably like uh, the, the sounds I would make would be really disconcerting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, without visual context, that gets really upsetting. I mean, you know, stay but your orgasm, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, for everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. <laughs>